Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Francesca, who is known around the Taiwanese community as Attorney on a Journey. 对呀、啊，今天我们邀请到来自旧金山湾区，从律师界功成身退，现在在台湾是旅游布洛克跟生涯顾问的台裔美国人张思佳 （Francesca） 到节目上跟各位做分享。My guest today is Taiwanese. She is an ex-attorney of law, life coach, blogger, YouTuber, a lover of Taiwan, traveling, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Francesca. Hi, John. <laughs> oh, what's up? You were ready for the high five. <laughs> yes, I you was. You knew what was coming with that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Ng Ingwen, Francesca. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. So you have quite a cool story. You have been all over the world、mm-hmm. doing all sorts of different things, and I would love if you could give our audience here on Ng Ingwen a little introduction about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Hi, everyone. 大家好 My name is Francesca. 我中文名字是张思佳 I am a Taiwanese American from California Bay Area, and I am also an ex lawyer turned travel blogger, travel vlogger, and now life and career coach in Taipei, Taiwan. Yes. Awesome. Lovely introduction there. And what a transition. Yeah. If I must say, <laughs> from attorney. To now, life coach, vlogger, but you've done it so effortlessly, and I love it because you've been exploring more about your history, your heritage, and especially your father's. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Awesome. So I was thinking we could start today with kind of your transition from attorney into content creator, and so can you take us on a little journey? Yeah. Attorney on a journey. Attorney on a journey. That when did that blog name? <laughs> yes. Shout out to the blog name, Attorney、yeah. on a Journey. But When did that all begin? Yeah, so funny story. It sort of happened by accident. I, you know, as you know, I I used to be an attorney in the United States in California, and I quit my job. Um, kind of had some hurdles, some struggles, trying to figure out what the next steps were. I I knew that being an attorney was just not for me. It was a very toxic field. It was unhealthy. It was not sustainable, and I personally didn't feel like I was giving back and helping in the way I wanted to. So yeah, that was the beginning of the journey, kind of figuring out what it is I wanted to do next, and you know, tried multiple careers, failed, tried more careers, failed, and when I thought I had landed what was my dream job, right? Like we all have this conception of, oh, you're gonna find your dream job working for dream jobs. <laughs> okay, me, you you have found your dream job, so that's <laughs> that's great. But um, when I was Working at this dream job,、um, you know, my husband had this opportunity for us to move to Taiwan,、mm. and at first I was very reluctant. I was like, "No way! I've worked so hard to get to where I am." You know, having to come out of law and reinvent myself. But then I just kind of stepped back and thought about it and realized, okay, this is a great opportunity, right? I have nothing to lose, right? So we relocated to Taiwan about four years ago now. And that started another journey because I didn't know what I was going to do when I got here.、Um, and so the first thing I did was I just、um, reached out to the contacts that I had already had here.、Um, one of those was an editor,、uh, Johannes at Travel in Taiwan, and I just said, "Hey, I'm back.、Um, you know, do you have any freelance assignments for me?" So I started writing for a travel magazine.、Mm-hmm. So that's you know that was the first thing I did. Started writing for a travel magazine. My writing. 
turned into other gigs, uh, writing for other travel blogs in Taiwan. And then eventually I landed a full-time gig uh, working for a local tour agency here in Taiwan. Okay. Four years ago, mm -hmm. that transition of like, oh, no, you know, my husband wants to go back or go to Taiwan, excuse me. and He is from Taiwan. He yes. is from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. come come back to mm -hmm. Taiwan, and you're like, no, I just, what a struggle. <laughs> wow. And so thinking then, okay, so you're now, you've, you've landed these kind of freelance writing jobs. Mm -hmm. When did it transition to kind of doing it all on your own? Yeah, so again, that was unplanned. Um, I, like I said, I was eventually full-time employed for a travel agency here, uh, My Taiwan Tour. Mm -hmm. And I loved the job because I was able to scout the entire island for tour destinations. And That's for right. if you check yeah. out my blog, just these off the beaten path experiences, right, that you don't find anywhere else. So while I was doing this uh, for my job, you know, I was just documenting it on my own. Right, right. Got selfies. Yeah, you know, getting filming it because I just couldn't believe that nobody knew about these places, right? And for me, I was, you know, I, I love photography or I actually love video more. Um, I love being on camera. I love explaining things to people, especially when I get to share Taiwan. So I just started doing that kind of a, as a, I don't know, as, as, as a passion. Oh, I got I to share this, right? I got I to save this for later. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And then COVID happened. Mm. <laughs> so COVID happened, got laid off, right? Travel industry kind of gone, right? At, at least in that immediate instance. Mm -hmm. So then again, it's what do I do now? What do I do with myself? And I just had all of this content. And that's when I thought, okay, I need to repurpose this and make this my own. What a perfect time as the transition was probably very rough with COVID. You're like, oh, no. But now you give you all that time to create all your own. And now mm -hmm. as things begin to kind of open up, you're going to stay solo, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Solo. I mean, I have another business, too. So with the life and career coaching, which. Right. Yes. The entrepreneur that you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so for the life coaching, are you focusing on clients around the world or more in the U.S. or here in Taiwan? They tend to be lawyers from the U.S. who also, like me, have a moment where they realize I can't do this anymore or even maybe this isn't what I want anymore. Mm. Right. And that happens to all of us. But for some reason, it's not normal to say those things out loud. Or for me, that's what I experienced when I left the law. It was there was no permission to do that. I had to give myself permission to mm -hmm, do that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of lawyers who um, want to make a career change, um, they come to me. But I do I do coach people in Taiwan as well, entre young entrepreneurs. I love it. So it's anyone who kind of has this mindset of, you know, what else can I do? What more can I do? I'm sure you can relate to that, mm -hmm, right? You're an mm -hmm. entrepreneur yourself. Yeah. So Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm thinking too, you know, do you mind sharing a few things people can think about for a mindset of if they are in that struggle point, mm -hmm. can you share any wisdom maybe with us about, you know, what what can they do right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think what's very important is kind of taking a step back and looking at your environment, because sometimes it's not you holding yourself back. Uh, most of the time it is, but it's also, <laughs> right, the mindset's here, right? But there can be other factors in your environment right. holding you back. If you are surrounded by lawyers all day, right, who 
think that it's normal. I mean, why would you walk away from money like that? Mm. That's going to be harder to walk away. Um, or if you, I know adults who still feel a lot of pressure from their parents, right? Grown adults yes. who can't leave jobs just because of their parents, right? So that's, there's ways of setting boundaries there and, you know, stepping back and saying, okay, I need to surround myself with the people who will help me get to what I want. Mm-hmm. and distance myself from the people who are making it harder to get there. Wonderful, actually, to a metaphor for life also, you yeah. know, for career and life. And life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So thinking about maybe some impactful moments as you've gotten to see this island from so many different perspectives, can you share something that's really been powerful for you over the years? Yeah, I think it's just any time I get out of Taipei, really, um, I, you know, a lot of the travel that I do is on the east coast of, hey, of Taiwan, actually. I always say, like, what's the Ilan Ren? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, going towards Hualien, Taitung, mm-hmm. um, that's where, you know, the majority of um, indigenous tribes still live. And what's amazing is that they have recently um, been opening their communities up to tourism. But they do so in a way that keeps their lifestyles in line with the way that their indigenous communities have always lived. So that's why you can't, you know, necessarily book these experiences directly on a website. That's why you can't take like a huge tour bus down there. They only accept very small groups. And it's all, you know, in line with slow travel living because slow travel is how the indigenous people live. Right. Mm-hmm. It's they they don't they don't um waste. They don't take too much from their environment they're very in tune with with nature so every time i go down to the east coast there's always something that just takes my breath away right like whether it's learning how to make xiaomijiu with the tribe right like mm-hmm. that's that experience is just so deep because they're they're singing you know in their native tongue and singing their local songs while while they do it it's not just a okay it's not just a procedure right it's not like let's just make some alcohol it's like this is our culture this is how we we live and how we respect our community our environment mm-hmm. and so that every time i do something like that i'm just so blown away Yeah, and I love it. And it makes me think, too, you know, you're going there and they're just kind of going about their day, but they're inviting you in. Exactly. Right? It's not like a show they're putting on. Not not at all. It is so organic. Mm -hmm. And you do start, you do end up singing and dancing with them. And it's just this, uh, it's this experience that, yeah, you can't, you can't get anywhere else. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's so, so wonderful. 上半段一开始这边我们马上就谈到了施家他这个从律师变成生涯顾问转换工作跑到的分享原来啊几年前他在加州当律师的时候当得很不开心整个职业环境啊生活也都不是说很健康所以才会决定从律师界退役那换了工
首先，律师这个英文说法，大家相信瞬间脑袋里面想的都是我们常常听到的 lawyer， 对吧？但其实我们也可以说 attorney。好，有趣的是呢，在美国这两个虽然都是有通过律师考试的律师，而且目人士常常也都是很多把 lawyer 跟 attorney 当同义词来用，但其实 lawyer 它本质上比较像是我们讲的法律咨询顾问啊。那那些法庭上上法庭辩护的律师就是 attorney。好，小小的一个知识补充给大家。另外一个字也想来和各位听众朋友们分享的是被公司解雇的英文说法，可以用 lay off 这个字来表达。不管你说哦、oh, ，I got laid off， 还是 I was laid off， 都可以，都是我被公司解雇了。如果直白一点讲说我被开除的话，相信大家对他的说法应该也都蛮蛮熟悉吧？哈，没错，就是 fire 这个字。哦、oh, ，I was fired， 我被开除了。那如果是自己自愿离职，好屁股拍拍走人，这时候就可以说 I quit， 老娘不做了。<笑>再来，他们提到的部分是私家他在生涯顾问这份工作上的角色。好，主要他是帮美国一些跟他当初一样面临转换跑道瓶颈的律师，给他们一些相关建议和支持。不过，当然台湾在地的一些创业的客户，或是任何。在这个人生十字路口上迷惘的人，他也都有提供咨询。那今天既然顾问人在现场，我们主持人当然就是马上把握机会，帮各位要了一些建议。就说如果你刚好在面临一些人生课题，不知道怎么办的话呢，我们可以先退一步来想一想，自己真正要的是什么，然后呢，多跟正面，多跟那些对你有帮助的人相处。好，那这段内容就先在这里告一段落，我们赶快继续听下半段的分享。So, a question I love to ask here on NG Ingwen is thinking a little bit about your future.、Mm-hmm. So, as you have transitioned now, you're doing so many things. Yeah. What do you want to be focusing on more in 2022, maybe and beyond? As an entrepreneur, right, you always struggle with where do I focus, where do I put my time and energy. So, I think for me, of course, I'll still be running the life and career coaching business, but I do want to. Automate a lot of that. I,、yeah. I feel like I can help more people at the same time, and you know, appeal to bigger audiences by actually automation. So I'll be, I will be automating a lot of my products, a lot of my advice and guides and steps that I took to transition. So I'll be automating that, and then I do hope to free up some time to do more of the the blogging, the the traveling, the video editing. Yeah. So that's kind of that's where my mind is. I want to do the fun stuff, right? Or I want、right. to do what I feel is. To me, I live in Taiwan, right?、Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can have the most impact by showing Taiwan, celebrating Taiwan while I'm here. Yeah, I yeah. love that,、yeah. and it's so cool to think about kind of the automation process too that you want to go through. Of what does that look like? Are you talking like building chatbots and AI stuff? Not, you know? not quite that. Although I will probably start to use those services, but、um, for example, I feel like、um, lawyers—they all come to me with. The same six blocks. It's、mm. always the same. It's Ooh, these six pillars. These six、yeah. pillars, right? It's um golden handcuffs, right? It's I can't leave my job because I'm making so much money, right? Or it's just for any, not just lawyers, but the sunk cost fallacy, right? It's oh, I spent so much time and money doing this,、right. so I can't do anything else. Which、mm-hmm. we know that's that that doesn't really work. <laughs> like that doesn't apply. That's not. It's not logical, right? To continue doing something you hate just because you. Invested in it earlier, right? You can always walk away, and no matter what you do, you're not going to get the time or money back.、Uh, 
Um, so just those things, I, I do want to package those and sell it right online. You know, the internet these days, it's I can do, I can make money in my sleep, right? And I can. We're on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I can, but I can appeal to and um, you know, make myself available to a larger audience. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is to make myself accessible because if I coach one on one, I'm only helping one person, right? Yes. Yeah, I love it. It's a growth mindset. It's an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. And it's also a very financially savvy mindset. <laughs> and I love all those things. Yes, so <laughs> yes. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Well, do you mind if we transition a little bit kind of to the story of you? Sure. And more about your kind of language journey, because mm-hmm. I know you're bilingual. Attorney on a bilingual journey is kind of where <laughs> you're at now. Yeah. So do you mind then if we kind of talk about how you are now putting out content in Mandarin and in English? Mandarin is a language that I'm always consistently learning. You know, I have a teacher. Um, I work with translators um, because my blog originally started in just English. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's that's what you do, right? You use the language that you're most comfortable with. But, you know, I, I realized that I need to make this, again, accessible, right, to more people. I want Taiwanese people to see what, I, what, I've, what I've experienced as well. I don't just want foreigners or English speakers right. to see it. It's, you know, this is their, their, they live on this island, right? This is their country. And so I was very timid about one speaking more Mandarin on camera, right? That's very intimidating to me. And I I don't want to look stupid, right? There's always that, you know, you're very vulnerable when you're speaking in a second language. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not your native tongue. But I realized, okay, I have to get this out to both audiences. And so most of my content going forward, especially the YouTube videos, they will be bilingual. You will see me speaking more Mandarin. I have uh, of uh, it's a given that I will have subtitles in both English and Mandarin. Awesome. Yeah, and that is a, that's a lot of work. I know yeah. how hard that is cuz I do that here. Yeah. But I think it's a noble task and it's so cool too because as you said English is your kind of comfortable, your almost your first language, but your transition to decide to kind of learn more Mandarin started with a little bit of a story about your father, is that right? Yeah, so um my father is Taiwanese, but he left this country when he was very, very young. He left when he was nine. Taiwan was under martial rule at the time, um, and it was just very politically unstable. Growing up, I didn't know much about my Taiwanese heritage at all. And actually, when my father, when they left Taiwan, they actually emigrated to Okinawa first, which is where he learned Japanese and English, and then eventually emigrated to the United States. And so there, there were so many languages spoken in my home, but I only knew English. And you know, asking my father to teach me one of those languages was 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 a task in itself because he didn't feel fluent in in any of the languages except for English. English became his you know native mother tongue just because he was so young when he came to mm-hmm. the U.S. and he's again he's that's the language he's more comfortable in, right? So I didn't really learn the language and didn't really learn anything about the culture until. I was in college and decided, okay, I want to learn Mandarin on my own, right? I'm going to finally learn Mandarin. And that's that actually led me to come to Taiwan because, you know, where, how, what better way to learn a language than to be immersed in yes. the country that speaks it or in your father's motherland, right, where you learned it. Yeah, and it's beautiful and that's so pure. And it's so interesting, too, how, you know, displacement and all that. And now your father is like, yeah, I feel more comfortable speaking English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's because he's just been all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so I, I think it's so 
pure and so beautiful that you've kind of reconnected with him on that level. I saw some beautiful photos and a little video of him coming to Taiwan and you and him came come, came together for the first time mm-hmm. and I saw you doing some uh, calligraphy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, it was so, he looked so happy. Yeah. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I do remember you mentioned off air that you kind of have a fun story about you and your father with language. Can you, uh, can yeah. you share that? Um. So actually, there was this one time where I was visiting my dad back home in the States and we were in the car and he was being a very irresponsible driver. He was he was driving and he was trying to uh, at the same time while he was driving, he was trying to, you know, like answer the phone or or eat or something just very like distracting. And so unconsciously, I just I kind of blurted out in Chinese or in Mandarin, I blurted out. He's like, ma. And he just looked over at me and st- started cracking up, right? Because first, I mean, I'm the child and he's the adult. So it's, I- I'm kind of scolding him in a way, which you don't do to Asian parents. But he just thought it was hilarious because he had never heard me speak to him in his, right, his quote unquote native tongue. Yeah. And so he just thought it was so funny that I was, he- and what he said to me was, you sound so Taiwanese, right? <laughs> Which totally. was, and I was surprised too. I was like, oh, wow. I unconsciously thought in Mandarin and my command of this language is a lot better than it used to be. <laughs> and he's like, ah! <laughs> and you even said it with like, like, ah, ma, like, ah, yeah. Attitude. I <laughs> love it. Scolding him. <laughs> he's like, ah, ma. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So- Oh, that's so great. Thank you for sharing that. So unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the NG Ingwen show here. And a question I'd love to end here with is if you could go back and talk to a younger Francesca, would there be any advice you give yourself about life, language, business? Life, language, business. Uh, So with the language, I would give myself the advice I just gave everybody here is... Be okay with making mistakes, Be right? Vulnerable. Be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, n- never aim for perfect. And I think that applies in entrepreneurship as well. It's like, don't aim for perfect. All entrepreneurs do is we try and we fail. We try and we fail and we just repeat, right? There is no perfect. Um, yeah, uh, just iterating with everything you do. It's, it's trial and error. Yeah, that like Shishikan vibe. Yeah, Shishikan, yeah. <laughs> or Mamanda, Mamanda, yeah, Mamanda. you just yeah. try, yeah. I love it, I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today on the show, and I wish you really nothing but success. It's so great to kind of learn more about the transitions you've been through and all the cool things you're doing now here in Taiwan. And where can people find your videos, your blogs, everything content-related online? Yeah, so just search Attorney on a Journey my blog will pop up, my Instagram, Facebook, and even my YouTube channel, which the English name is Attorney on a Journey, but I actually also have, uh, it's bilingual. Hey. <laughs> I have a, a Chinese name for my YouTube channel as well. Okay. Do, yeah. you, uh, do you want to share that with us? Sure. So it's actually a play on words. There, There is a cheng yu in, Ooh, in Mandarin. Yu. Yeah. Mandarin. Um, it's, it goes, se xiang qing qie. It is the feeling that you have when you think of going home. So it's not just homesickness. It's, it's also dread and maybe fear that things have changed, right? There's all these underlying emotions. Like there's no, right, no English word for this, right? Yes. So se xiang means you know, homesick or think of your home. Mm-hmm. Qing qie is to kind of have a, um, dread or fear that going home is not going to be what it used to be. So that Cheng Yu, my, my teacher thought of it. And we basically, we replaced the first two characters instead of Si Xiang, 
it's actually my Chinese name, which oh. is Si Jia, right? So Jia sounds like home, so yeah. it's still kind of the same mm-hmm. meaning. And then instead of Qing Chie, which has kind of a, a little bit of a negative connotation, we just put a, a happier connotation there, so Qing Chie. So it's I'm happy to go home, or mm. I'm happy to dig back into my right. roots and come back to the motherland, all those feelings. So. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. so one more time, it is... Si jia qing chue. Okay, okay. Oh, I hear it now. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> there it is. Awesome, Francesca. Well, thank you again for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk to you next time. 下班那天开始这边来宾提到说他未来希望可以把生涯咨询顾问这方面的相关产品跟相关资讯变得自动化、数位化因为这样子除了可以同时间帮助到更多人而不是就只是一对一的咨询以外也可以把因为这样子自动
像刚才来宾讲到说中文是他爸爸的母语的时候，就用了这个说法，表示说他在说反话，中文不是他的母语啊，这样。但其实应该好像要是，但其实不是这样子。好，那希望大家都有从这一次的内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，找个时间去可以去试下他的私家情趣网站，去看看他的影片哦。Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。